Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, glory to God, I want to continue um, finishing up faith because we've been talking about faith. I want to kind of go in and kind of get you to understand this. I, um, I've been thinking of this, I've been thinking this, is what I should say, and I want you to, to understand this, it's very important tonight. Um, I just left a meeting not too long ago where um, it was outside of the church, and it was a great meeting, but I kind of felt like I was like, man, you know what? A lot of people don't know that there is conditional promises and unconditional promises of God. And a lot of people only know the unconditional side of God. You know what I mean? Like, excuse me. That means you don't have to do anything for it to come to pass. But then there's the conditional side of God that if you don't cooperate, it won't happen. A lot of people want to throw the responsibility over to the, the unconditional side of it. Like, oh, it's just going to happen because he's God. Pause. It's not just going to happen because he's God because some of these promises need you to cooperate. And if you don't cooperate, it can't happen. Pastor Chris, you didn't just say can't happen. God can do whatever he wants. He can't. He has to have agreement in the earth. If God does not have agreement in the earth, this is not how he originally wanted it, but because of man's sin, this is the deal he's got dealt. He cannot. He'd be a liar. If he just came in the earth and just did what he wanted to do, then he would have taken back the authority he gave to Adam. He cannot do that. So that's why he sent Jesus to give the authority back. You see it? But the authority back to the church comes through Jesus Christ. The saving of the soul, the renewing of the mind, all that stuff comes back. Is there a condition? To a degree, yes. The condition is you, when it comes to even receiving some of that stuff, you have to do the things you have to do. If I don't educate myself with the word of God, how can I renew my mind to it? See, that's the thing I'm asking now. So some of the promises of God are conditional and some of them are in- unconditional. If they're unconditional, God will bring them to pass. But many of the promises of God in the new covenant are conditional. Some of the promises God made to Israel and to Abraham were unconditional, but God had already established these promises then. He sets these things in motion through principles that causes the promises of God to come to pass in our life. Okay? And that's really, really important. And I want you to look with me. I'm going to take you. I want you to go to Luke. I'm going to take you to Luke chapter 1. And we're going to look at this. Because how many of you know this is, this is the story of uh, Zacharias. And you're going to see this in verse Luke 1 and 5. We're going to read a little bit of this. And I want you to see this whole story come together and show you how important it is. Because we've been talking about the value of what you speak. So today I want to be talking to you about the value of faith based upon the conditional and unconditional promises of God. And how valuable your words are because your words are either putting you over or under in this position. Luke 1 and 5. Okay, so there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abba. 
and his wife, the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. They had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in age. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in what in the order of his course. So he's basically a priest. According to the custom of the priest, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord and the whole multitude of people were praying without at any time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, now look at verse 13, but the angel said unto him, okay, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Now catch this. So the angel of the Lord said unto him, fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, thy wife shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Now shall have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine, ooh, come on somebody, nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Did you get that? And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go. Now, I want you to think about this. Now, think about what he's saying here, okay? Are you here? For he, now, watch this now. And he said, man, he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. You're, you're, man, this, you're going to have a son, and he's going to be awesome, right? Ooh, come on, somebody. Uh, how, many, how, 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 many, how many of you know that? How many of you know that to be true, right? He's like, man, kind of kind of wild, ain't it? And many of the children of Israel shall they turn to their God, and he shall go before him. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shall go before him and do what? And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the father to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zachariah, now watch this, 18. And Zechariah said in the angel, now I don't know about you, but he's talking, he's talking, he's, he, he's asking some goofy question right here now. This is goofy. Is this a little goofy? Look at this. Zechariah said to the angel, hey, how, how shall I know this shall happen? For I'm an old man, and my wealth so stricken in age. He's, he's like, man, what do you mean how should you know this happened? You prayed, and God sent an angel from heaven to come and manifest before you in the earth, and I just told you what was going to happen. What do you mean, how's this going to happen? I just told you. Now, I don't know about you, but what is he doing? He's reasoning. He's reasoning what God said. Is he not? He's totally reasoning what God said. And he said this, and the angel answered unto him in verse 19, Saying to him, I am Gabriel. Now he's getting a little bit like, look, man, I'm Gabriel and the angel. I came from heaven, bro. Come on, you see it? He said, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of, of God. Don't he put a little rank on him? You know, he's like, what do you mean? You don't, what, how is this going to be? I am Gabriel 
that stands in the presence. And I am sent to speak in the name to show you these glad tidings. So he's done, right? He's a little bit. And behold, you, Zechariah, shall be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because you didn't believe my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Man. He puts them on mute. When, 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 when Zechariah asked for a sign, the, the, the angel said, uh, you still need more convincing? So watch this. And the people waited so long for him to come out of the temple. And verse 22, and when he came out, he could not speak. They perceived that he had seen a vision, for they beckoned unto him, and he remained speechless. Man. Ain't that good? Now watch this. So the angel knew this, conditional. You're going to call this kid John because you got to speak this into existence. And if you keep saying the wrong thing, you're going to undo it. So watch this, conditional promise. And the angel knew if he didn't stop that doubt and unbelief, the miracle wouldn't have happened. His sign was this. What? His sign was that he would not be able to speak until God's promise was fulfilled. So God closes Zachariah's mouth so he could not speak until God's declaration came to pass. These verses indicate there are some prayers that God wants to answer and things desired that he wants to be done will never happen unless me and you get in agreement with them. So what can you be undoing with your mouth? God's talking about rich, you over there, you broke. God's talking well, you're over there talking sick. God's talking happy, you're over there talking sad. Never confess weakness. Man, oh man. Right? Look. So many say, what do so many people say? Well, if it's the will of God, it's going to happen. Nope. If it's the will of God, you got to get your mouth connected to it. Well, you know, if God wants it done, it's going to happen. Nope. Jesus gives us massacre, massive, massacre, massive biblical, I was trying to put massive and biblical together. Massive, 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 massive biblical. I'm starting a brand new series, man. You're in this new series called Glossolalia. You got it? Come on, man. That's where we're going. This thing will be, I'm, I'm running a campaign in Glossolalia. You got it? Say, what's Glossolalia? Come all month of May, I'll tell you. Come on, somebody. Watch. Watch. You are only limited by what you can believe. When it's based upon God's authority and his word. So you got to see that, man. There, then there's things, some things will happen whether we believe them or not. Like the returning of Jesus, you can't stop that. You know what I mean? There's certain things you can't stop. The I don't want Jesus to come back. Well, you pray all day, fast, you can do whatever you want to do. He coming back. You know what I mean? Certain things, you know what I'm saying. There's, there's, no, um, there's, no, there's no stopping certain things. Like you ever do this? Some consequences based upon actions, you can't stop it. It, it just is what it is. So you can pray all day long, but guess what? It's, you know, whatever man reaps, he has already sown sometimes, you know? So watch. What you believe about the promise is important, but it ain't going to change the fact that you have to get in agreement with it. Well, I don't know how he's going to do it. Just get agreement with it. Don't worry about it. Okay? That, okay, 
I'm going to give you a couple examples of this, and then I'm going to show you. When it comes to the promises of God, right, and entering into provision he made for you, your words of faith or your words of unbelief are going to activate or eliminate the promise as far as me and you are concerned. Want me to say that again? When, when it comes to the promises of God of entering into provision he has made for you, whether it be whatever, we're talking about the children of Israel. They didn't enter in the promised land. God wanted them to have it. They couldn't shut up. They undid it with their mouth. But we're grasshoppers. Well, who told you you're a grasshopper? Go eat half the land. I don't, even know, I don't even know why, really seriously to a degree. They spied it out the way they spied it out. God told them to go and possess it. They didn't even need to go see it. They should have just went and took it. I didn't need to go look at it. Take it. And in the book of Hebrews, we find this, this example. And you want to see it in, um, I like it in Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3, 19, and it's like one, and then we go right into four. But you want to look at it? I think we talked about this last time, but you got to see this stuff, you know. Um, they could not enter in. Hebrew, look at Hebrews 3, 19, then we'll go 4, 1, 2, and 3. So seeing this, they could not enter in because of unbelief. Let us therefore what? Freak out. We missed one of these promises. They didn't go in because of unbelief. So basically you're saying the children of Israel did not have to wander around in the desert for 40 years, wasting time, and fall dead before the promised land. I hand on the Bible, yes, emphatically, yes. They did not have to do that. They chose to do that because they would not believe God. So what, are you telling me it's not conditional? Promised land mentality is conditional. That's why I'm not living one more minute outside of the promised land of God. You want to stay out there? You want to get it by sweat and slumber? You want to get it by toiling this? You want to get it? I'm not doing it. I'm entering into rest because I've entered into faith. Look at this. Let us therefore fear. What? Just in case a promise being left unto us of entering into this rest, any of us should seem to come short of it. For under us was the gospel preached as well in them, but the word preached did not profit them. They did not mix it with faith in them that heard it. Now, I told you, your tongue is the mixer. We don't talk enough, man. And when we talking, we ain't talking, we ain't talking right. Talking, talking, talking. Greater is he that's in me. I can do all things through Christ who sends me. Mix it. Where's the mixer? For what? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. And he said, what? As I have what? Sworn in my wrath. Oh, great. Yippee. You ever have that one happen? Yippee, yippee, yippee. In my wrath. As I have sworn in my wrath. What you swear in your wrath? Well, as I have sworn in my wrath, you better what? Oh, my God. Think about this, man. Not being mixed in faith with them that heard it, for he which have believed to enter rest, he said, I have sworn to my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now, I want you to look at Hebrews 4 and 1, just, I should say 1 and 4, just for a moment. I'm sorry, 4 and 3, I'm goofy. For which... Person believes, for we which have believed do enter into rest. I have sworn in my wrath, 
if they shall enter into my rest. Okay? Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. He's saying, before the foundation of the world, I already laid all this stuff up. Why don't you just enter into rest and believe you receive? See, you've got to make a decision to mix your faith with the promise of God. So you don't come short of God's promises. Your tongue's the mixer. What you continue to speak will eventually you will believe. This is how you become fully persuaded that what God has promised, he's able to do. Now you got to go back for a minute now and think about this because this is what I was trying to tell you. Now there's hindrances. And you want to know what's funny? I found something. You want to know what I found? I put this in my uh, app. Get the app. Get the app. You got to get the app. If you don't have the app, go get the church app and the Chris Arnold Ministries app. Chris Arnold Ministries app, you get the notification every morning. And I put this up there the other day, and I hope you guys got it. And if you didn't get it, get this. Jesus, Jesus only said that unbelief, he said this, he said unforgiveness is, Jesus only said unforgiveness was a hindrance to faith. He didn't say anything else. Now, you could see it from Paul and you could see certain things that were hindrances of faith, but the only hindrance to faith that Jesus talked about was unforgiveness. He said this, he clearly identified, he said, your unforgiveness can damage your faith. So you see what I'm saying? So you say, well, what's that got to do with this? It's got a lot to do with it, because you could be hindering your faith because of unbelief, unforgiveness. Jesus' big one was this, if you do not have forgiveness, you will hinder your faith. You have to get rid of it, okay? If you don't have unforgiveness, you will hinder your faith. I should say it like, you know, you got to get rid of it and you will have faith, but you understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you to see it. Unforgiveness is the reason why you hinder your faith. So this is big. But this is back to Matthew 12, 33. Y'all remember Matthew 12, 33? We'll go to either make the tree good or his fruit good or his fruit corrupt and his tree corrupt. It's powerful. And you know what that's all about. Either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, kind of a strong thing, right? I'm going to start off Sunday with that. O generation of vipers, that'd go over big. People be like, is he talking to me? All the new visitors will love it. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the treasure, evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, every idle word that men speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Did you get that? Come on, somebody. For by thy words you'll be just as if you never sinned, and for by your words you shall be condemned. And so, th- so where's your, your, your confession's putting you over or under? Now, now let's check this out, right? Because I think this is, I think this is really cool. Because, right? So, you know, so let's go back to Zechariah just real quick, right? Because you all know in Luke, we got to finish the story. Because as it goes on, um, Zechariah tells us, we, we, we kind of get excited about it because it was kind of funny. Um, 
Because I think one of the cool things about the whole story is that Jesus did exactly what he said he's going to do. He's like, okay, you're mute until this gets done. Right? And you know the birth of Jesus came, and then you knew Mary and Elizabeth had, had met together. I love it. Go to verse Luke 157. Okay, Luke 157, we see Elizabeth has the baby. And Zachariah is there. Right? So now watch this. Verse 57. Now Elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth the son. Now you notice this is John, the Baptist being born. But you understand what's going on. And the neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her because she was well stricken in age. Remember? It's a miracle baby. And it came to pass that on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. And that's when they would name him. They called his name Zacharias after the name of his father. Right? And his mother answered and said, not so, but he shall be called John. See, here's the kicker. She heard when the angel spoke. She had no problem receiving it. He had a problem receiving it. How'd she know? She had to hear See, one person, that's funny, right? One person can be standing right next to you and hearing one thing and believing it, and the next person right next to you can be full of unbelief and be stuck on mute. How many of you got some people you want to put them on mute? My God in heaven. I, feel the, I felt the Holy Ghost in that. How about you? How many people, how many got some people you want to put on mute? How many, how, oh my God, how many got a spouse you want to put on mute? Oh, don't raise your hand in the sanctuary. Come on, somebody. How many you got a girlfriend you want to put on mute? Shonda la kala bakala. How many you got a boyfriend you want to put on? How many you got a kid? Yankin' yankin' yank. You want to put that little joke? Don't you wish we had a clicker? Remember that movie? Who was that movie? Click, click, right? Adam Sandler. He lived with a clicker, you know, and he like sped it up, slowed it down, put it on pause. Don't you wish we had a human clicker? I think it'd be kind of cool. I could use my phone like that, like, like, be quiet, click. You got to, you be quiet, click. This would be great in the church, wouldn't it? It's like, you got to click, you talk, you could talk. You've been talking kind of good for a while. You talk, click. Now, you be, you goofy. You got to go on goofy pause, click. I, I like that. Somebody needs to invent that. They're human clicker, you know? Like, we can get like a, we can, well, I always thought we should get a little shock collar. You ever see those shock collars? You know, they, you put them on, you know, they put them on dogs when they go hunting. And when the dog don't go the way they want or the dog's disobedient, they hit it and they shock them. We should put a shock collar on people. They start talking goofy, we just click them. I watched that in one of those episodes, you know. They did it to somebody. He wanted to try it. Don't try this at home. There's no disclaimer for this television show. Chris Arnold Ministry TV is totally radical. We are like, we were like the disclaimer, but don't try this at home and say I tried it. Wouldn't that be good? Like if we started talking goofy, we got shocked, like, Burr. you know, start talking unbelief, you know, you start talking silly, you go mute, you're like, It'd be good for us. All right, maybe you don't like that, but it's okay, I got the mic, right? And then her neighbor said, call him John. That's what she said. His mother said, not so, you call him John, but watch this. And they said unto her, there is none of the kindred that is called by his name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. See, now that's something big right there, too. There's a lot of principles in that if you see that. How come they just go with what the mama said? 
Because John was the authority in the house. And what he called him to be is what he was going to be, not what anybody else said he was going to be. That's why you have to keep your family authority right. Otherwise, you mess the whole thing up. Now, she was right and proper in saying what his name was, but they weren't signing off on it until the father agreed with it. Amen? But John couldn't talk because he was, he was full on belief. <laughs> so he said, go get me a writing tablet. He didn't have an iPad. You know, if he had an iPad, he probably would have took out the pen and wrote John. <laughs> right? That's what he did. His name is John, and they all marveled. And look at this joker. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. Are you seeing, are you reading the Bible? Man. And fear came on everybody. And fame was noised about. They all heard. And the hand of the Lord was with him. Woo, come on. The hand of the Lord. Thank you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, right there. We're screaming and shouting and praying. Oh, why is that? Because the angel knew if you would have let that joker keep talking, they would have named him Zachariah or Bob or Steve or something. It would have jacked it all up. Why did he have to have that name? I don't know. God wanted him to have that name. What are you undoing with your mouth that God wants to call you? Now look at John 6.63. This is important. Take your time. We got nothing but time. Right? But you got to think about that. So think about how important that was. Why? Conditional promise. That if he's not called John and he's not released in the right season, guess what happens? Jesus is hindered because he's the one that went before John. Come on. Before John. He went in the wilderness crying in, the, crying in there. That's what G, John did. He was crying in the wilderness, make straight the path. He was like the voice of one crying in the wilderness. So before that, so John came and then Jesus came and John was proclaiming Jesus. John's the one who seen him come up at the river Jordan and said, that's the son of God whom we hold on well pleased. His father was well pleased, but I should say who is, who's been well pleased with the father. He was testifying. He goes, he's the one who comes in the spirit. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin in the world. Recognizing the identification of Christ in the earth brought confirmation from what heaven wanted. That's why you have to make sure that someone in your life is speaking over you what God called you to be. That's why you just don't go anywhere. John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak in you, they are spirit in your life. See, spirit life is in the word. That's why it's so important to agree with God because the spirit and the life in that word, you can become a partaker of it and that will transmit the same power that's in that word into your life. That's why words are so important because you got to understand something. Faith is transported and transmitted by words. Romans 10, 17, y'all know that one. Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing. See, so confession is important. You know what I mean? 
So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Transmitted. Faith's transmitted through words. That's why it's so important to agree with God. When we talk about confession, basically we're saying this. Let everything that comes out of your mouth agree with God. When we mention in confession, we're talking about agreeing with God. That's the true confession of the word of God, that you agree. Because you, your words are working for you, man. Remember we talked about that? But if you ain't got words out there, then ain't nothing working for you. And you got to make sure your words are out there. Out there working, you got to put faith to work. Remember we talked about it, leave it in the ground, put it to work, let it do its job. A lot of people ain't saying nothing. And you can't say, and let me tell you something now, you cannot say what the enemy says, you got to say what God says. So check this out. It's a big one. We got the same. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.13. I'm going to give you these. Because I got to mix faith right. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says this. We have in the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now that's big, man. We having the same spirit of faith. What's the spirit of faith do? According as it is written, I believe. So you see what's been written, you believe it, and therefore that's what you speak. You only speak what's been written. Whatever believe, you are always going to speak. If you are not speaking if you are not speaking it, you're not believing it. Does that make sense? Well, I'm not saying it. That's because you don't believe it. You say what you believe, man. You will eventually, too. You may think you believe it. You might even believe that you believe it. But if you ain't speaking it, you ain't believing nothing yet. Because what you believe is going to get in your mouth. That's important, man. This is a big one, right? You remember, remember we read this in Matthew 12, 30, 12, 34? Out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. Remember that? You can look at that. That's either make the tree good or, or the, uh, either make the tree good or, 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 or the tree good or the tree is bad or either make the fruit corrupt or the fruit corrupt, the tree is corrupted by the fruit. For out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak, Right? So either make the tree good or his fruit good or make the tree corrupt or the fruit corrupt and it's all messed up because of his mouth. So watch this. Out of the abundance of the heart, thy mouth, what? Speaks. So whatever's in abundance of your heart is going to get out of your mouth. So how do you get it in your heart? You see it and you hear it. Eyes and ears. It's laws, it's laws. Eyes and ears are key. Because whatever you let, that's why you got to be careful. That's why you got to be careful that you let in your eye and your ear because whatever you let eye and your ear is getting in your heart. How do you know that? Mark chapter four says, when, whenever you hear the word of the kingdom, it enters in your heart, then the enemy comes and tries to steal it. So through your eyes and through your ears, and I'm going to tell you another thing, he said it more through your ears than anywhere. He said, so or so is the word. These are they by the wayside, such as when they hear the word. 
So he said, your ears are the number one way it comes in, hearing. So you got to watch what comes in. If you really believe it, you're going to speak it. And I'll tell you what, the reason why a lot of people believe wrong and speak wrong is because they have not validated the word of God to be the only truth in their life. They have, they have tainted faith because they've tainted the, the authority of God's word. I like that, man. You know? It's a big one. Because that's Romans 10. Romans 10, 9, right? You've seen that in Romans 10. Let's go to Romans 10 and check this out. You know? You can look at Romans 10, 8, 9, 10. What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, the word of faith which we preach. Well, how'd it get in my heart? You heard it. The word is not. How you know that? Because he explains even further up that what? Somebody got to preach it to you. What saith it? The word is nigh thee. It's in the mouth and the heart. Okay? It's the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes on the righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. Release beliefs. I like that, man. Because that's James 2.26. Remember James 2, well, you're like, what does James 2.26 say? It talks about the body, right? It says, for the body, we'll look at that, James 2.26. He's talking about the spirit of faith. Speaking God's word is working with God. Is, speaking God's word is working the word of God. When you proclaim what God has said to be true, this creates faith, which is the divine energy of God eventually causing the manifestation of God's promise in your life, okay? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. So you, gotta, you, have, so you have to have, so a belief that's not released has no what? Life. So you, you can't just believe it. You got, I believe Jesus is the son of God. That's great. Did you confess him as Lord? No. Then you're going to hell. You have to confess you see that? You have to confess. That's why, that's why the children of Israel couldn't get in. They wouldn't say what God said. They said something different. Everybody's contrary, conf contrary confession keeps you from the promised land. Contrary confession keeps you from your covenant rights. Contrary confession keeps you from alignment and agreement with God. Contrary confession messes you up. I'm telling you, man, it's important. So look, I'm going to give you this last scripture. You ready for this one? Check this one out. You're going to like this. I had this scripture in here. I was thinking about this one. I was kind of liking this one. Y'all remember when we did this? Um, go with me to Luke 8.22. Right? We're going to read a little bit. 
Now it came to pass on a certain day, he went into a ship with his disciples. He said to them, let us go over the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. Now that was Jesus, red letter. Let us go over. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. There came a storm, wind in the lake. They were filled with water and in jeopardy. And they came to him, awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish in. He arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and they were calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? They, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What man or man is this? For he commanded even the wind and the water, and it obeys him. That's a trained man. That's who that is. Now watch this. Do you, but as they fell asleep, there came a storm, and they, were filled, and they came to him and said, Master, Master, we are perishing. Right? One of the other Bible translations says this. One of the gospel accounts says, don't, 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 don't you care that we're perishing? Well, obviously he ain't going to let you perish. Look, I don't know about you, but here's what I'm going to say. If Jesus was in the boat with me, I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know it will work. One time I was on a plane. Ever tell you that plane ride? I went on this plane ride, right? I was leaving Tulsa, and we were coming back to Florida. And it was the worst turbulence I've ever had in my life on a plane. And I was, I was, I was, I had like a diet coke or something, you know. And you know, that's when we didn't have to have masks and all that stuff. You know what I mean? That's funny. Come on, man, laugh, right? And uh, I was sitting on this thing, and I, I remember we were, we were just, we we're just chilling, you know. And you know, like they always tell you, keep your seatbelt seated, you know. And y'all, you know, everybody thinks like this is jerky. Well, I got to keep my seatbelt. Ain't nothing going on. And man, I am not kidding you. I thank God I had this cup. So I had this cup, and I was drinking it, you know, Diet Coke or whatever I was drinking. And, and all of a sudden, while I was flying, and, you know, just doing it, and it went, we, we hit something. Not, not hit something, you know, like an air pocket or something. I don't know what we hit. And the plane went like this. And the cup went like this in my hand. Stuff spilled. People's stuff spilled. The, the, the cart lady was in the aisle. She just went to the floor, held onto it, locked it, and then we did this. We were flying, and you know, the plane goes, you know, you can feel it. It felt like it did like this. Boom, it dropped, and the cup went like this. And the cup went like that, and we came back up. I don't know what happened. Then all of a sudden, it felt like we went sideways. We kind of did it like this. I kind of had my hand like this. And I, I started laughing. And every, I told you this story before. My roommate was with me. He's like, oh my God, I thought we were going to die. The guy in back of me, people are crying. And I just literally, honest to God, I'm laughing. And I said these words out of my mouth, loud. Safest place in the world is on this plane here with me. Swear on the Holy Bible. I know you're not supposed to swear. I'm not swearing like that. You know what I mean? I don't exaggerate. I'm not lying. And I'm not kidding. I said, safest place in the world is on this plane here with me. Now, am I, am I a goofball? No. I know Jesus is living in me. I would, if, if, if Jesus is in me and I'm on the plane, the plane's going to be all right. If I'm on earth, the plane's going to be all right. If Jesus is in the boat, it's going to be all right. Don't let the pressure of the situation stop you from saying what he would want you to say, even though you don't understand what's going on. Savior's plane in the world is on this plane here with me because Jesus is with me. You ain't got to worry about it. That's why I was like, that's why all you people need to get saved. My roommate laughs to this day when I talk. He goes, I thought you lost your mind, man. He goes, I thought you were a nervous, 
crazy energy. I chilled out, man. I was eating peanuts and drinking Diet Coke and said, praise the Lord. Crying, the guy in the back of me is freaking out. I said, relax. We ain't going nowhere. After the flight, I was walking where you shouldn't walk because we went in this spot, you know, it was funny. And, and I ran into, I, I seen him. And I said, man, come on, serious, how about? He goes, that was not good. Not like we were going to die or anything, chill out. But he was, it was not good, man. He was like, I don't know, we hit something. I don't know, somebody knows more about this can tell you. But I laughed. See what I'm saying? Hey, listen, if Jesus is in the boat with you, why are you worried about if you're going to perish? You ain't going to perish. He ain't dying. He ain't sinking. If I'm on the plane, he ain't sinking. He's coming back. Think about what I'm saying. I'm going to leave you alone right now. I'm going to let you go. What conditional promise is waiting for your confession to connect with it? Because the unconditional things are just going to come to pass. But the conditional, and I'm going to tell you right here now, for the New Testament church, there's a whole lot more conditional promises than there are unconditional like grace, you can't stop God giving you grace, but you can mess it up not agreeing with it in the earth. Healing, you can't stop God from healing, but guess what? You cannot receive it in the earth. You got to believe you receive all this stuff. Don't forget, you have to have faith and meet some of God's conditions of faith to see some of these promises come to pass. Not every promise is unconditional, just going to happen. A lot of them are un, a lot of them are conditional. And the unconditional stuff is going to happen. You understand what I'm saying? The conditional stuff, you're going to have to what? You're going to have to get in a place of faith to see it come to pass and change your life forever. Does that make sense? Like, what does God say I got to do? Believe? Okay. Then that's my what? That's my what? Condition to meet for God to do. Sow, reap, say, see, speak, be. You see what I'm saying? Don't mess up the conditions because you want to think, well, that's unconditional. God just does what he wants. What difference do I make? You make all the difference in the world. That's why God wants you to line up with his word so you can see the conditional promises come to pass in your life each and every day. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that they're learning how important their words are and they understand how important faith is. I thank you that they're going to move forward and function in the success you have for them supernaturally because you're going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all they can ask or think. Thank you, Father, for moving in their midst and allowing them to be and do everything you call them to be and do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everybody said amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Love you, man. Can't wait to see you Sunday, two services, 9 and 1030. Don't forget, keep reaching out. Get people to come to church. It's important that we see the world saved before we're out of here. Amen. I'm believing you. I'm telling you why. I think we're at the close of, uh, of the, or we, are, we are at the close of a generation that, you know, like for years you just said, ah, maybe, you know, that's ah, coming, but ah, we don't, ah. man, we've never seen more prophecy line up than now and see God move supernaturally in the midst of this thing. This is, it's almost an incredible time to be living, and you're living in it. But let's not leave anyone behind. Jesus never left anybody behind. Go be a light, go be a help, go be a hope, and go be a change and a transformation for people's lives. You know, I just got an opportunity a couple weeks ago, a um, couple weeks back, um, and I got an opportunity to, to speak, and I've got a whole bunch more opportunities to speak in the community just to bring hope to people. How important is it that we bring hope? They don't have hope, man. The Bible says without God in this world, you have no hope. So we know that we're going to bring hope to a hurting world, and we're going to bring help to them so they could see what we're talking about. But remember, you guys got to say what God said about your situations so you could see God's, God's situations work out the way he wants them to, not the way you think they're going to, because God's going to do it for you because he loves you. Amen? I'll see you next week. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.